Son, a woman is a lot like uh, a refrigerator. <laughs> They're about six feet tall, 300 pounds. They make ice. Um, oh, wait a minute. Actually, a woman is more like a beer. They smell good, they look good, and you'd step over your own mother just to get one. But you can't stop at one. You want to drink another woman? Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And here we are once again, Greg. Hey. Here we are in Boathouse Studios. My name's Alan. I'm Greg. Greg's uh, a little perturbed right now. That's fine. Let's just... But he doesn't want to talk about it. No. So, we're going to get things rolling, and I'm going to do most of the talking, I guess. So, Does anybody know neighbors. somebody oh. named is Zeta Buentello? N- no. Moving on. Okay. What? What are you doing? I just really don't like getting friend requests from people I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, just delete that shit. Yeah, like, this person's probably a bot. Probably. Of some kind. Some kind of if uh, I went through their, Nigerian prince. If I went through their photos on Facebook, uh, there would either be none, or one of them would be blonde, one would be a redhead, one <laughs> would be Asian. Oh, so the triumvirate of... Uh, Cover the spectrum. Yeah. The Neapolitan ice cream of women. So... <laughs> Which is your chocolate? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? I would, that's why I asked. Asian. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> that lightened the mood a bit. Yeah, um, sure did. So Greg was having a little technical difficulties with the uh, Boathouse Studios uh, studio. And uh, it's fixed now, obviously, because this is recording. Um, but here we are. We're uh, talking two more episodes of The Simpsons. And those episodes are New Kid on the Block and Mr. Plow. Correct. And the quote you heard at the beginning of this episode is from the episode New Kid on the Block, written by the incomparable Conan O'Brien. Correct. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Before we do that, we have to introduce our guest. Right, Greg? Yeah, go for (laughs) it. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Um, He's been a... He's a returning guest. He's been with us before. And uh, this is the first time he's in Boathouse Studios, however... We've had him in once before via Skype, um, and we've had him once in uh, the Fortress Studios. But uh, here we are in Boathouse Studios. Dr. Ife Abiola. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yes. And uh, before we start talking about this uh, this week's episodes, uh, we like to do a little segment called, How Have You Been? How have I been? I've been good. Yeah. I've been going to Oscar parties and Simpsons trivia with some Oscar fine Oscar parties, fellows. plural. <coughs> you went to several? I went to one. Okay. You party party hopped. I, I, I party hopped from all the fun <laughs> Oscar parties. No, I went, to, I went to Greg's Oscar party and yes. then to uh, Simpsons Trivia, and then I came here. It's been a wild week. Very wild yeah, we exciting. actually have quite a bit to talk about in this week's segment of How Have You Been? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first of all, the Oscars. Happened. Yeah. Have they happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually talk, we, we would usually talk about this on the Cinepals. But the Cinepals are dead. Yeah. On the side of the road in the, on the New Jersey Turnpike, as we've <laughs> all... As, as we, we all know. know. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We've all They're, seen the news report. Yeah, the barley buds are fine. Yeah, mm. and the current scene. Current scene will live on. <laughs> and two bad etymologists. That's right. Now, uh, I can't even remember all of them now. <laughs> um, no, I never can. Now we'll 
take like two minutes here to talk about the Oscars, probably. Sure. But okay. we would usually do long, a, we would usually do like a full episode uh, for the Cinepals. But this year, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Blunt. Very blunt. No, I've I've uh, this year a bunch of uh, very obvious winners and yeah. a bunch of upsets. So. Yeah, this this year's Oscars was a very fun party. Mm. I had a lot of fun uh, party. doing the party. Yeah, um, but the Oscars themselves, I didn't really give a crap about. I never do. So that's a good point. Yeah. But I mean, like even more so this year, it felt mm. like it, it just felt like eh. There's a couple couple things I was really happy about. Uh, Brie Larson winning. Um, Jacob Tremblay just being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, anything to do with room, really. Like, even just people giving shout-outs to Lenny Abramson, who is going to be an uh, Oscar-winning director one day. Well, he's I, been nominated, so... Yeah, and it, but I'm saying, like, a lot of people have been nominated. Few have won. True. Um, I'm saying he's going to win, because he's done two films in his life so far, two feature-length films, Frank and, the, and Room, and both are fantastic. And he is very—he's a very well-rounded director so far, so I think he's gonna—he's one to watch out for. That's what I'm saying. You two really know your stuff. I, uh, on the other hand, know nothing about <laughs> all of that, but it was still a really fun party. Uh, I did. Uh, the first t- step is admitting it. it <laughs> I hope we're talking about the Oscars, not my yeah, other problems. Well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I did tear up a little bit when uh, Quincy Jones and uh, Ennio Morricone—they uh, hugged. Hmm. And uh, yeah, you know your music. I, and, yeah, I, I do not. So, yeah, it's yeah. two pleasant old men who've done everything there is like to do. Like those words you just said, I don't know what any of them mean. Oh, hugged? Yeah, what's that? It's, it's very sad, uh, very sad day to day for you. Is this what is this <laughs> hugging what's, business? I've heard so much about hugging. What are you doing to your body? Mm-hmm. Oh. Ennio Morricone's win was great. Mm-hmm. I was, I was glad that finally happened. Yes. Um, that's like just another honorary Oscar, though. Yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. Though <laughs> like, so the hateful eight score is very good. It is. Yeah. It is very good. It's one of the few things from that movie where i was like this is better than excellent it is perfect um there's a lot of things about that movie i like there mm-hmm. are more things about that movie i don't like than, that's fair yeah um yeah i'm not a big fan of that one mm-hmm. no not good <laughs> you no. didn't like it i didn't like hateful eight uh i think i wanted to i wanted to really badly oh yeah me um, too i always want to like his movies it of just course didn't deliver um hmm. that's about it Phil flat yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the uh, murder mystery aspect of it. That's that's really what all bring all it comes down to. I think so people. So you really enjoyed the first hour and a half. No, I, I like the 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 climax as well. The classic explosion of violence. I thought that was fine. It's exactly what I expected for a Quentin Tarantino film. I don't know. I guess uh, maybe people expected more from him than I do, and I, that's fair. But I, I do because he's given me more than that. Uh, Inglorious Bastards is the only film I'd say that's have given me more than that. Pulp that's, Fiction. That's for me. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it's, end it's with just a got it's just got an interesting uh, structure. I think it's a great film. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think like I think it's a classic Tarantino film, just structured very interestingly, and that's why it's uh, it's more unique. Mm. But it's not it's not something that's like really made me think or really like uh, affected me uh, mm-hmm. the way Inglorious Bastards does. So I love that movie. I do too. It's so good. Yes, it's my favorite film of that year. It's my favorite Tarantino film. It's uh, just one of my favorite films in general. I think mm. I really enjoy it. Ife, thoughts? On Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> sure. I, I guess him. now. <laughs> I, I have no, no strong opinions of him right now. He's done some good stuff. He's done some bad stuff. He did the Hateful Eight. <laughs> he can always hope for the ninth one. The ninth movie might be better. So I was like, I didn't think it was terrible. 
it was watchable, but it just yeah. wasn't anything uh, outstanding to me. I want to see his ninth movie be called Revolution Number no. Nine, and it's a Beatles uh, biopic, starring Samuel Jackson <laughs> as Ringo Starr. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so Harvey Keitel as George. History films all about the Beatles. I would love it. Uh, Harvey Keitel as George. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino as Pete uh, Best. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Michael Madsen as Yoko Ono. <laughs> and Uma Thurman as uh, John Lennon. <laughs> Yeah. Because he loves her. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So that was the Oscars, that was I guess. the Oscars was slash Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the more important thing that we have to talk about is uh, Simpsons trivia. Yes. The Diorama-rama. Diorama-rama. Uh, which was really great. I saw the pictures. You did. And I was really, really happy that so many people did things. Yeah. It was, it was, really, it was a really cool yeah. uh, turnout. It was a great idea from those guys, mm-hmm. and I'm glad they did that. And I'm mm-hmm. glad you guys um, showed up yes. like really hard with yeah, we put the a hammock district. Into, uh, the hammock complex. Yeah, sorry, the uh, hammock complex. Alan and, uh, and Janelle and, and Nick and Chris did uh, the majority. I pieced in my effort where I could, but uh, it was it was great. A lot of people were really impressed by it. Uh, we got second. Yep, we were first runners up. Second, we were the best gonna, losers. Are you going to post that a picture of that on the? Yeah, I can Facebook post a picture page? for sure. Yeah, you should yeah, definitely I'll, do that. I'll probably post a bunch of the. The uh, other uh, dioramas as well. But what we didn't the get second in was the questions. We won. That's right. Where it really counts. Is so you trivia. won the book, and we won trivia. Nope, because <laughs> as I told them, uh, <laughs> if we win, please give this to second place, um, which I hope I believe they did. Yes, they did. Okay, I, I confirmed, and uh, yeah. So, but we did win a uh, beer cooler, um, a bunch of uh, little uh, Captain Morgan shot glasses, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, some correctly. some beer Simpsons, cozies. Uh, Homer at the Bat figures. Beer sheaves. That's pretty cool. Cheese for your beer. Beer cheese. Sheaves. Sheaves. The with uh, knitted uh, sheaves. Oh, beer cozies. It's a cozy. <laughs> you Canadian. What is this sheave garbage? <laughs> Go back to Idaho. All right, so Go back to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Google um, sheath. Actually, don't Google sheath. I won't. <laughs> a sheath, like as in a sword, for a sword, like a beer sheath, or a scabbard. Not a, not a scabbard. This isn't a weapon. It's a sheath. Yeah, you but sheath is the word you were saying. Yes. Okay. I, I heard sheave. Sheath. Yeah, I heard bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves. This is, this is gospel hour with... Uh, <laughs> Gabbing Al. about God. Yeah. Gabbing about God again. Yeah. There we go. That's what we do on this podcast, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, so we won, we won the trivia round. Um, 42 and a half. Out of fifty, mm. yeah, you needed Second your place ringer. Was Forty and a half. You really needed your ringer. I think we did just fine. I don't I, think you did. You guys had a ringer. Uh, His name is Ife Abiola. He does good work. There you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, he got the uh, what was it? The uh, union names. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, mm-hmm. uh, what are the professions in the union that Homer belongs to? What exactly? <laughs> is it uh, pipe fitters? No, no, not at all. So in the uh, oh, last in exit to Springfield. Last I did exit to Springfield. That one. Okay. It's the there's three uh, uh, professions in the union: nuclear technicians and two others. And the uh, question demanded the other two, and Ife knew them. And uh, amongst that's other things, why we got that point. <laughs> amongst other things, yes. Amongst other things, that wasn't right. my only. I know. I know. I was, that was an impressive one. All right. Just can I just call out your accolades? I'm not the iced tea of this <laughs> outfit. Pops in, says something <laughs> funny. Uh, this is hilarious. What? 
I just sorry. I my mind wanders sometimes. I know. And this is the person who just who just friend of requested course. me. Oh yeah, that's not a real person. No, that's a bot. And that's, that's a, really well, that picture's a real person. That's but r- that does not belong to the person who friended me. That's you. really funny. They stole that from someone. Yeah. Some and there's some large butted woman. Yeah, there's that's <laughs> so funny. Butted. Poor poor large butted woman. Mm, this woman been with a, some poor unfortunate large butted woman. <laughs> you know what's you know what's even more unfortunate is that apparently that whoever that is has a mutual friend of mine. Oh. Yeah, that yeah. happens sometimes. Yeah. So they are getting conned. That yeah, that makes me sad when I, I get a random friend request. I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, oh, two mutual friends. All right. And I check and I'm like, I don't know these people that well. How do they know this person? And I check. This person lives in Nicaragua. That's that can't be true. And then I look at the pictures. I'm like, this is not a real person. Yeah. You've been fooled because she has large butts. <laughs> <laughs> butts plural. Yes, at least two. Um, no, it's not real. Hmm, <laughs> unusual amount of butts on this email. <laughs> I'm suspicious. I like several butts on my woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was, uh, that was how have you been. It sure was. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna talk about the episode. You're dead weight, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about the episode, the new kid on the block. Mm-hmm. TV guide the, synopsis. No, the, just new kid on the block. TV guide synopsis. The Simpsons' new neighbors are a divorcee and her 15 year old daughter, who captures and breaks Bart's heart. Aww. Meanwhile, Homer sues when a restaurant denies him all you can eat. Guest stars Sarah Gilbert and Pamela Reed. Hmm. Accurate. Yeah. Succinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, TV Guide. Concise. I yeah. really, really like that. Yeah. That's great. So and let's unpack that, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't just want to move on? Uh, that speaks everything no. we need. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, this is uh, one of the few episodes credited to uh, Conan O'Brien. Yep. We'll see another one later in this season. Yep. I'm sure everyone knows what that episode's all about, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about New Kid on the Block, Mm -hmm. and uh, what did you guys think of this episode? I like things about it, Mm -hmm. but I don't particularly like it. All right. Greg? I think this episode is uh, is a joke machine. Mm -hmm. It's it's got some really, really excellent jokes. I like the story that it that it mines from Bart, mm-hmm. like um, the the brief uh, glimpse into adolescence. Yeah, because um, uh, being a ten year old, he's like perpetually on the cusp. Yep. Um, and I love the voice appearance of Lionel Hutz of uh, of, of Mr. Phil Hartman. I think uh, the subplot of Homer suing the Frying Dutchman is. So funny. Just every single time it cuts back to that, it's so funny. That being said, it's not the best episode of this season, but it is still a great episode. Ife, this is a great episode. Altogether, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because of those little things that I do like in it, like a lot of the jokes, the jokes are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to actually feel sorry for Bart uh, once in a while, uh, even though he is a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little How dare you? He is. no. Not in this episode, though. No, I feel, he's I feel not. bad for him. How Bart dare is, you? How dare I say Bart is a how, monster? Yes, how dare you? He's not a monster. Hmm. He's misunderstood. Okay. That's why he, these kids are running wild. 
Because <laughs> of attitudes like that. No, no. Uh. Enough. Enough from you. <laughs> Hyperbole. He is not a monster. He is he is a good kid. He is he's a miss. He's, he's got a good heart. That's why I he's said got I a, with He's him got on this a one. spark. He's, he's a got a guy. spark inside him that mm-hmm. makes him do bad things sometimes. He has a spark that burns down all sorts of arson. Bart, <laughs> Bart has never committed arson in this in the series. If anything, Ralph has. Yeah. That's more likely. The leprechaun. All right. yeah. cheerfully, cheerfully withdrawn. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I did feel really bad for him, though, with the, uh, him being disappointed uh, about uh, his interest having a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just really just see it on his face, and then there was the cutaway of the removing the heart, and yep. you know, we've, all, we've all been there, of course. And, and uh, that's another great thing about this episode. It shows the heartbreak, mm-hmm. the initial heartbreak that I'm sure we've all felt. Yeah. Why don't you start, Ife? Oh, no, we're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't therapy hour. <laughs> I came to laugh, not to feel. Um, I think I think this episode uh, is. I, I really like this episode. Let me just say first of all, but I think it really misses. It's a really missed opportunity to really explore um, Bart's relationship with Laura. I think it kind of cheats itself with the resolution. Um, a in the fact that he like the like in his mind the reason why. Uh, he can't be with her is because she has a boyfriend, not because she's not interested in dating a 10-year-old. Um, B, he thinks the solution to that is to chase away the boyfriend, and then everything will be fine. Um, I think it would have been really interesting to see him get a crush on an older woman um, and for her to just kind of tell him, you know, like, you're, you're, you're a really cool kid, but it's just, you know, it's just not going to happen. You know, that kind of thing. That's what she told him at the end. Uh, no, she gave him a weird, like, if you could grow a mustache, I would date you. That's her saying, if you were older. Sure. Right? Like, if you were, but it's not going to happen because you're not. Yeah. That's exactly what you just said. No, it. Yes, it is. Listen to yourself. <laughs> I'm listening to myself. Listen to yourself and just say have it a again. calm discourse say instead of yelling again. all no. the time. No, no, say okay. it again. Say it again. I hate this family. <laughs> say what? Say Which what part? you wanted her to say. You wanted her to say that if you were older. No, I did not say what if did you, you were want? older. What did you want her to say? Just that it's not going to happen between us. She said it, calm and like, I don't no. know. I just, think that, I just think that there's a missed opportunity in really exploring what a young, like, kid who's on, like you said, on the cusp of adolescence is starting to feel like crushes and starting to understand, uh, you know, attraction and that kind of thing and for that to play out in a way that isn't just oh the only reason we can't be together is because i have a boyfriend that's not the only reason that's the reason he thinks that yes. they can't be together i know it's and not I don't the, like it it's not the can't reason i just not like it of course you cannot just <laughs> like it but you're not seeing the whole thing you're not seeing it from her point of view Okay, so which is to me from which, her point which of view. is absolutely presented. Explain it to me from her point of view. She says he's just a kid, mm-hmm. right? He yep. tries to act older, and she says that's cute mm-hmm. because she's just essentially patronizing him, mm-hmm. right? So at the very end, she gives him a kiss on the cheek and says, "You're a cool kid, right? Yeah. If you were older, who knows? The whole idea is you're not, so this won't happen. This is exactly what." She should have said, and this is exactly the ending he needs. Okay. All right. <laughs> I th- I think there's no, I, no. It's fine. It's good. I know it's good. I think uh, we can still talk about it, Greg. 
Quit okay. trying to derail I'm not, things. I'm not, I'm not interrupting. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, because as soon as Can I start I just talking, interrupt you yeah, for a quick exactly. Second? You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I know that smirk, Greg. <laughs> I've seen it countless times. Um, just over seventy by my count. Okay. Yeah. Episodes. I mean, All we've right. done like 70, 70 episodes of Cinepals and, <sighs> and this combined. Uh, <laughs> what jokes can we agree were great? Well, th- that wasn't. Those weren't jokes. Those were story beats. I, I know. I just want to move away from this because it might come <laughs> to blows or something like that. It won't. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. I just got a little worked up there. Fine, just fine. A lot of that wasn't directed at you. That's fair. That was mostly just me letting off steam from the the frustration. I understand. He's a little perturbed. I guess if anything, I uh, I understand what you're saying, and I, I mostly agree with you, and you've more or less changed my mind. So. Congratulations. Um, but oh, thank you. I just want to say, I think the Jimbo stuff, I think, is probably the stuff that makes it the least interesting for me. Oh, that that's always like been the, the stuff A, the that fact that she is dating him. Yeah. B, the fact that she gets dressed up and, and like, announces it to Bart in his treehouse in a weird, like, that's just, weird I feel like that's very manipulative yeah. writing. You know what I mean? Like, that's oh, yeah. Specifically huge... to make Bart think, ooh, like, she's into me, and, like, surprise, she's not. And it's a huge bait and switch for the yeah, audience. Exactly. And so, like, I didn't Which like that. No one ever um, likes. Especially and then no, I, didn't, I didn't really care for the fact that, you know, as soon as he starts crying or whatever because a man is going to murder him, she doesn't want to date him. Like, come on. Who here would not start sobbing if a man bursts into the house that you've never seen before, we can, ima- we can assume, or maybe, like, in passing, uh, wielding a butcher knife that's nice and dull and saying, you know, which one of you is Jimbo Jones? To be fair. And you say, it's me. And then he goes, you just made your second mistake, buddy boy. Hey, you don't know what the first mistake was, so you're terrified. You think this is a madman, mm-hmm. and he's shoving a knife in your face. To be fair. I am going to sob. To be fair. He wasn't going to kill him. He was just, <laughs> just going to cut, cut him. him. Yes. But he didn't know that. No, that never worked for me. Yeah. That, that, the way they get to the resolution by having by, by using Mo to do it, I like that it's finally bringing in the prank phone calls for Bart to use as a story, as, a, mm-hmm. as part of a story beat. Um, but I never really like Mo. Uh, <laughs> was, can I just say that was my favorite part of watching it with these guys and seeing how disgusted they were with like the five minutes of screen time Mo had. <laughs> how he went from just you know being mildly inconvenienced by a child's prank to just blinded with rage <laughs> and ready to murder. Yeah, yeah. I was there's, thoroughly entertained. There, there's there's very few things about Mo that I find interesting or redeeming. I think it would. I, I guess I think the story would be really interesting if their friendship just continued to develop as it did, and eventually she realizes, oh, he actually has a crush on me, and so I need to like let him know th- this isn't going to happen. And then like yeah. the resolution in the episode of like you know if you were old enough to grow a bad teenage mustache, I'd date you in a second. Yeah. That would be a sweet little like capper to that. Yeah, the but whole idea the, like fake con- not fake, but like the uh, the conflict thrown in with Jimbo just kind of ruins that whole relationship to me because a it also makes her kind of despicable. In a lot of ways, I feel the it way she her, tells him it and makes like, her a lot less likable because she's letting this guy like get naked in the house she's babysitting. That is the weirdest thing yeah. in the world. I wrote that down in my notes. It's so inappropriate that she have Jimbo over while she is babysitting these children. Yeah, she has her boyfriend over, and that's and, and he takes his 
shirt off. Yeah, like that's a, I I can understand having a boyfriend over. That's a thing that's it's like a classic babysitter trope. As is it, it? It is. Yeah. It's, really? Yeah. I never I actually, had that. Well, I and the thing is, did you do that? No, but uh, th- I didn't have a girlfriend when I was babysitting. Are you kidding me? Um, That's my point. <laughs> no, but uh, I have heard of uh, actually just recently. My mom told me a story about one of our babysitters who um, had a ba- uh, boyfriend over and uh, wasn't supposed to be like dating or something at the time, and so it was like a secret thing. And then when my parents came home and found them, he like ran out the back and like jumped a <laughs> fence, like. A th- something you'd think only happens in uh, TV, but uh, it happened in my life. So that's the thing that happens. So it did happen to you, only you were Bart. Right, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. But you said, did I have a... No, no, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah but... You, it you happened to me in, the, in yeah. the sense, but I didn't know at the time. Yeah. Like, my mom told me the story. I'm like, yeah, I had no idea. So clearly we were already in bed or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, I can understand the idea of, you know, you're babysitting and they're supposed to be in bed and you're kind of bored, so you invite a friend over, usually a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, and you just hang out, uh, theoretically. Um, Until stuff starts yeah, chafing. Yeah, once, once uh, things start chafing, that's when things get a little inappropriate. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Laura uh, should have been responsible enough to be like, no, this is not where we're going to have sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if that is indeed what Jimbo was planning, which well, seemed probably. like he was. Yeah. At the very least, some hand action. Um, so <laughs> Come on, he wanted to take his pants off. He sure did. Yeah. You don't do that for nothing. <laughs> You're so angry for... You know, take my pants off for nothing. <laughs> take my pants off for this. Takes a long time to put them back on. Yeah, it's it's a whole. I mean, you got to put nightmare. one in, then two. Oh, the pull legs. Up. Pull them up. Zip. Just button. shuffle them up. And if you took your belt off, well, then oh, there's boy. all the loops. It's a whole other story. It's the reason I only have one belt. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, long story short, uh, I I wonder how much of the uh, story was pitched by Conan and how much of it was just, you know, you know what I mean? Assigned? Yeah. Um, Because I feel like a lot of that Jimbo stuff is definitely Conan's storytelling, as it were. Mm -hmm. Like, he wouldn't write a a very heartfelt uh, story between Bart and uh, Laura. It would be like, no, let's put something funny in here. Yeah. Let's put some jub-jub in here. You know, that's... A word he invented. That's right. Um, <laughs> which they decided to call the iguana. Yep. So, um, but all that being said, I I think it's funny. I think there's a lot of funny funny moments. Uh, I actually like the B plot a lot better than the A plot. Yep. I love it. Yeah. With the as soon as Lionel Hutz comes in, it's <laughs> everything he says is so magically funny, and he's remarkably competent in this one. That's yeah. I wrote that. Yes. Remarkably competent. Yeah. It, it's it, he's funny. Don't get me wrong, but like. He he's a good lawyer. Yeah, there's there's a few times in he can be yeah. in the series where he does that. Um, mostly, it's like because he's in 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 Bart gets hit by a car. He's actually winning that case mm-hmm. really well, right? He's being who he is to Unethical. do it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, in this one and in Marge goes to jail or Marge and Chains, yeah. Um, when he's like. Um, what kind of tie am I wearing right now? <laughs> and he perfectly describes the yeah. ties. Like, is that what you think? Well, I've got some, what you think. I've got some news for you. I'm, I'm not, not wearing, wearing a, tie a tie at all. all. And 
it's actually it's like a sneaky way to win. Yeah. but it's still like he's discrediting. He knows what to do. He knows to discredit his witness. Yeah, <laughs> even if it's underhanded. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, we've talked about it many times. I love Lionel Hutz. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, I love that at this point in the series, he's just a character in the show. It's not yeah. like he's still Phil Hartman's still listed as a special guest star, mm-hmm. but it's it's like he'll just show up for a couple scenes, and you're just like, yeah, that's a normal thing. It's not like, oh my god, it's you know, it's not a big event when he shows yeah. up, which is awesome because he's just such a big part of the world. He's got a permanent bunk in the guest house right that's, now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sharing it with uh, Pamela Reed and Sarah Gilbert. Oh, yeah. Yes. Of course. Um, Sarah Gilbert is great. I love her in this episode. Yeah. I think she really, like, yeah, she really captures that 15-year-old like, yeah, as, cool, as, cool kid. As, as much as Laura sucks by the end of the <laughs> yeah. episode, she manages to keep her likable. Yeah, I still like her. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I think some of the stuff she does in the episode is questionable in yeah. terms of, I, I feel like it's out of character, I guess, from what we all the other things we know about her even though it's very little. The, there's, a, there's also an added advantage to that, though, because yep. this is the first time we're being introduced to her, and mm-hmm. we see her through Bart's eyes, right? Right. Um, and never on her own, mm-hmm. right? So we don't exactly know what is in character sure. for yeah. her, and that is kind of a nice writing technique because they don't have to maintain consistency. Like, it's yeah. it's just nice for writers to have that freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that she does that you might not like. Just the and one I, thing, I think, and, and I And I agree with you. Like Two things, I guess. Letting him take his shirt off and telling Bart in, a, in the treehouse. Yeah. Um, having him over, in general, is, is, is a yeah. big strike in my books. But um, there are things she does that you might not like, but those aren't necessarily out of character. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're just what we've seen. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, I I like Laura. I like the the concept of her. I like the idea that because we only ever really see like the bullies from higher grades mm-hmm. above Bart, right? right? And we never really see any any female students or anything like that. Very Not rarely. Really, yeah. Yeah. Very rarely, Sherry, if ever. Terry and Janie. Are are all in Bart's great? Yeah. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Older yeah, yeah, students, yeah. yeah. None of them are gotcha. female. Yeah. Yeah. You and you only ever see Jimbo, Kearney, and Dolph, and that's it, really. Good point. Laura's a very, very welcome addition, I think. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she's only in this episode and seen in the background of a couple other ones. Yeah. Do you find it weird that like Dolph and Kearney like encounter her? early and she kind of is like, ah, like these chumps. And then it starts dating Jimbo, who's like their best friend. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't find that weird. No? Okay. No, I find that super obvious, which is why I'm not um, I, like, which is why I don't think it's I think it's actually very in character that she would That she would date Jimbo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, 100%. He drives a moped. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's a cool Cool dude in yeah. uh, plays by girl's his, eyes. Plays by his own rules, they yeah. say. That's right, yeah. And, yeah, in, a fi- in the eyes of a 15-year-old, that's bam. Yep. It makes perfect sense. Upset daddy. Yeah. Who isn't, <laughs> who isn't around. Yeah. Oh, issues. man. Daddy issues. Yeah, yeah. goldmine. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I agree that it's in character. I just, and my complaints are more about, like, I think the story between her and Bart is more interesting and could be, have been told more interestingly, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's out of character for her to date Jimbo. Um, I do think it's out of character for her to 
allow him to take a shirt off and yeah, and then uh, do the whole thing with telling Bart in the treehouse. I think those were both just weird. Like she, I, I guess. Then again, do you think? She, do you she, think she knows Bart likes her at that point? I think it's it's tough to say, but I'm trying to think in, when she must realize in, in the treehouse. I don't think so. Hmm. No. Because when I, did she realize it then? I think the earliest that she would is the second time she's babysitting and he's dressed up as Hef. Hmm. Okay. And she calls that cute. Right? Yeah. I, I think that's the earliest that she could realize it because if she did know... Then she's just kind of a jerk. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, and I don't think she's a jerk. I just think she's a teenager. No, yeah, I agree. So, favorite jokes. Oh, no, go I'm just ahead. kidding. Let's go to the um let's 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 go let's go to the reference desk. Uh the miracle on thirty fourth street. With all the uh bags of yeah. mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All delivered to Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> the people versus Chris Kringle. Oh. Yeah. Uh and we um I think that's the only thing that I that I picked up. In uh this. is this the one with no, the snow one is the next one, right? Yeah. Snowballs. Yeah. Um, and then there was the, um, we have some firsts. Oh yeah. This is, this is the first appearance of Ruth, Ruth Powers and Laura, of course. Um, and this is the first, uh, appearance of sea captain Horatio McAllister. That's right. Uh, credited as being created by Conan O'Brien. That's right. Which explains why he appears in an episode written by him. Yeah. (laughs) And also like explains why he's just so absurd. I think uh, he's oh he's, yeah, he's inc- incredibly um, if you if you watched top. yeah if you watched like Conan's late night show back in the day it's d- definitely the kind of character he would bring on yep. like, and be like oh hello Captain McAllister yeah har 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 and it's go like on just a does. little bit too long and, yeah. yeah yeah I like Conan I do too I li- he's I a funny I guy really too funny. yeah he's a funny guy um. Sorry, yeah, that that's I think that's all of the references. What was the wasn't there uh was it Northern Exposure that uh, Moose at the beginning? Cuz it plays that like song and I feel like that's the reference to something. Northern Exposure. Anyone ever watch that? <laughs> I no. Didn't. But I feel no, like I that's got to be eh. You didn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> anyone, else, anyone else watch that? Cuz I didn't. <laughs> I sure as hell didn't. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, favorite joke of the episode? Mine yes. would be uh, the two guys from Kabul. <laughs> uh, Laura, who's very worldly, and uh, her dad, I think, was in Kandahar, did she say? Her dad was like an army guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gave them, I guess, uh, Afghani food, and they call the two guys from Kabul, and they're in an empty restaurant, smoking, and uh, one of them remarks to the other, Sometimes I think you want to fail. And it's really good the best. And then the phone rings and they fight over oh, who's boy, did they struggle. Yeah. Who's going to answer it? Um, my favorite one, my favorite joke is Lionel Hutz questioning Marge. Uh, <laughs> what did you do after you were kicked out of the restaurant? <laughs> Basically went home. Mrs. Simpson, you're under oath. <laughs> we drove around all night looking for another seafood place that was open. And when you couldn't find one... We went fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Does this sound like the actions of a man who had all he could eat? (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant legal work, Mm -hmm. Lionel Hutz. 
A plus. A plus. Absolutely. Alan, comment. <laughs> my favorite joke. Um, uh, so my favorite joke, one hundred percent, is Homer drinking all the beers and then Thank his m- babbling incoherently. Uh, that, that I said, yeah, twenty dollars. Well, I don't have your money, so get out of here, you baloney. <laughs> you make me wanna wretch. And then passes out. Uh, I think that's like one of the funniest, beers. funniest things Homer's ever said. Um, but watching this episode today, I have another sub-favorite joke, which is uh, a little less memorable, but <laughs> it's really funny. It's uh, in the commercial for uh, All You Can Eat Place. Mm-hmm. And it's when he's like, <laughs> <laughs> more iced tea? Sure. He's like cackling as he pours it. Oh my god, it's so funny. Oh oh boy, just the way she's just like, sure. Those those four jokes are incredible. They're so funny. Uh, The "you make me want to wretch" is something I quote all the time to this day. It's so funny and so such bad parenting. I love Bart's just, face as his father is just so drunk. He's he just stayed there for all fifteen beers. <laughs> he, he just he stayed and there for, and listened yeah. intently. For those who can't 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 recall or possibly don't recall, that he's basically giving Bart the talk. Yeah, the birds and the bees talk, as it were. So you can only imagine what the interim is between first saying, you know, a woman a woman's like a beer, and after you have one beer, you want another beer, another woman. Uh, and then, you know, flash forward to him having consumed 15 beers and babbling incoherently. At some point in there, he must be scarring Bart for life. <laughs> some beers taste better than others, but sometimes you gotta drink the one beer all the time. And he's just like, okay, Homer. <laughs> Where's there, Marge for this? She walked away because it was a sacred moment between a That's father right. and his That's son. That's right. Yeah. That's right. She trusted him. Don't you want him to learn the way you did? No. no. <laughs> uh, zookeeper, zookeeper. Is that the same? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Same one. Okay, good. <laughs> Just making sure my brain isn't mixing them up. Yeah. We watched two episodes today. We did watch uh, two episodes. <laughs> um, speaking of which, do we have anything else to cover on this episode? No. No? All right, then. We're going to move along to the episode Mr. Plow. Now, this episode. That's my name. Yeah, has a um, special place in a lot of people's hearts. A lot of people consider it to be the one of the best episodes of The Simpsons. Um, how about you guys? I think it's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Yes. Yes. <laughs> my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think this is one of my one of my top episodes of the season. I would say, so far for sure, and possibly uh, of all time. In in the season, it never right. loses momentum. It's well, constantly, uh, yeah, constantly pushing forward. I really like this episode. Really good jokes, really good plot. Um, d- the plot carries the jokes well, and vice versa. Speaking of the plot, yes, TV Guide synopsis says Homer and Barney become bitter competitors in the snow plowing business until Homer tries a trick that turns into tragedy. Linda Ronstadt and Adam West have cameos. Yes, they do. And that's it. That is the that is the basic premise of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. But as you said, Alan, the that premise carries all of the jokes. Like it is so funny, and all the jokes are tied so well into the overall plot. It's such a weird idea. Homer 
gets a snowplow. Yep. After destroying not only one, but two of the family's cars. <laughs> After being at a pornography store. <laughs> he was buying pornography. <laughs> uh, great joke. Best joke. That's Best still one of my favorite Simpsons jokes of all time. Yep. His face. His, oh, he says he's it. Just, a, just such a dullard, Homer. <laughs> But he's not. He's so actually really smart in that instance. That swish, that, yeah, good job. Like that like moment. Quick, don't yeah. tell him you're at a bar because you can't drive after going to a bar. But what else would be open? What else would be open? Pornography. And I mean, yeah, that's what you would tell this insurance man because he can't be like, you you know, you're sick or anything like that because that's not your job, insurance person, to tell him if he's wrong for buying pornography. That's so right. Just commit insurance fraud. That's right. That's, that's well. It's it better than telling him that you were driving drunk, which yes. Homer definitely was. Yes, he certainly was. Like every time, every time Homer drives home from Moe's, he's definitely over the legal limit. The Simpsons has a long history with <laughs> portraying drunk driving. It, it really does. Yeah, with no consequences. Yeah. It also has a, New York a long history of portraying drunk driving with consequences. Yes. Because um, the New York episode, arguably this episode, mm-hmm. but you know you could argue that it's not because of the w- of the weather. But yeah. I mean, you know, he did run into his own car. He did. <laughs> and how he says, oh, "I'm glad I got him as much as bad as he got me," yeah. and it's the family it's, yeah. with their mouths uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> yeah, uh, disappointed in their father <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. Um, what else is new? And then he goes to was it crazy crazy Ivan's? <laughs> that scene, man. I I don't know who he wrote that. Twenty hectares on single can of, of kerosene. Of kerosene. Is it just me or does this entire episode feel like uh, an act two joke montage? Hmm. I feel like the first two acts of this entire of this of this episode feel like it's just joke after joke after joke. Boom 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Like because it, it it opens with uh, live from Hawaii's beautiful Molokai <laughs> Islands. It's not just for lepers anymore. <laughs> with uh, Troy McClure <laughs> and it's 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 the night of the stars, right? Yeah. Carnival of the stars, right? Um, and that is just like it keeps cutting back to that every time we need a joke. Right, and then it's Homer driving home, and then we have the "You're dead weight, Marty," <laughs> <laughs> and then we have him hitting the the family cars, destroying them, and then I was a pornography store; I was buying pornography, and then he goes shopping for a new car. Yep, yeah. it never stops. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. And I wrote down in my notes that Act Two, where he's shopping for the car is the joke montage, but it starts at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. with Troy McClure. Yep. Put it in H. <laughs> <laughs> how how many hectares? It doesn't, does no longer exist. <laughs> how many hectares does it go on a single tank of kerosene? 20? Don't quote me on that. I That's a great I, trivia I'm, question. I'm, I may have, I may have wrote, wrote, wrote it down. We can't, we can't keep announcing what a great trivia question is, though, because they called us out. Oh, uh, no. Trivia. It'll go 300 hectares. Oh, that's even better. On a single tank of kerosene. Wow. A lot of hectares. Yeah, 300. Remember hectares. how last time we said the three R's of reading to TV guide, or writing TV guide? <laughs> reading TV. Be, yeah, would be a good trivia question. They, they called us out. Did they? <laughs> trivia, trivia, they're like, like, we're never using that as a trivia question. You, you only, only hurt yourselves. Uh, yeah, that kind of negates it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no more trivia uh, announcing on yeah. this show. That's the first <laughs> rule. First rule of Too Bad Neighbors. That's right. No trivia announcing. 
They run into Adam West when they're trying to... Uh, the infamous Adam West. The infamous they Adam. have um, long before Family Guy got him. Yeah, there are there are some phenomenal um, one-off jokes at the auto show, um, beginning with uh, "Do you come with the car?" <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on Which to you must say twenty times a minute. Yeah, moving on to Fourth <laughs> Reich Motors. Yep. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not a dummy. This exhibit, exhibit is, is closed. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> Batman. Mm. Why doesn't Batman the dance are being impaled. <laughs> oh, so many deaths, <laughs> apparently. People die. Yeah, yeah. yeah those, it's really funny. Those, yeah, that... Uh, sorry. I love how Lisa's the one who notices. <laughs> the one's trying to crawl away. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so dark. Just everything about that, the name yeah. of that company, just, just attempted murder. Anyway. Oh, yeah. boy. Anyway, Batman. Yeah, on a lighter note, Batman's there. <laughs> uh, I love how he's like, oh, you guys are only familiar with the new Batman movies. Mm. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> the only Catwoman. Julie, Julie Newmar. Newmar. Eartha Kitt. Kitt. What is in Batman? Uh, did he go right to no? He goes so up. And I didn't need molded plastic yeah. to enhance my physique. Pure, Pure West. West. <laughs> what is in Batman dance, dance anymore? anymore? Remember and, the, and the whole time it's the slowly tilting, turning tilting. into a Dutch egg. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and he starts to dance the Batusi, and yep. they back away slowly. Yeah. It's a great, which movie. is a real thing that I didn't realize for a long time. I didn't know that. I thought that was just a joke, but nope, that's a no, thing that happened on the '60s uh, yeah, television show. One hundred percent. Yep. Look it up. Oh, man. I, I, I used won't. to watch that show <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it was on after school a lot. I would watch it. Yeah, it was on Saturday morning a lot for I, me. Yeah. I didn't have cable, so oh, it was getting dark. So <laughs> I would I would have to watch it in the hospital. I was in the hospital when I was a kid. Jesus. Right? So I'm, maybe I'm uh, associating uh, 60s Batman with... with like, me too. Did you have uh, like a, like movies that you would watch specifically when you were in the hospital? Uh, they always had like a little uh, like movie hutch thing. Yeah. Like Harry yeah. and the Hendersons and... A lot of Ninja Turtles and stuff. Yeah. Did you guys go to the hospital often? Yeah, mine was for well. for me oh. it was um it was sad. it was Lion King and uh, Free Willy. Those were the ones that were mm. like just there yeah. all the time. And I think Aladdin. Yeah, they eventually got Aladdin when I was like really in there. Mm. He so. just demanded we need higher quality. Well, it was that or my dad was going to kill himself. So like because he was just he was like I can't stand watching Free Willy again. Just get me yeah. a different movie. Levity, levity joke, not 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 real. No, not not real. Okay. Those for <laughs> this is a weird revelation. Mm. My dad was suicidal. No, no, he's a good guy. He's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I was in there for the you know brain thing. Uh, <laughs> I already did. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, a little Futurama crossover joke there. Futurama funnies. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so he gets the the plow. Gets sure pays does. for itself. Uh-huh. Pays for itself. Which um, he buys it simply because the man does a whipping sound. And then we spend a lot of time with him trying to figure out how to market himself. Mm-hmm. Homer's not good at it. No, he tries flyers. They all fly away. Uh huh. Um, then he uh, does the commercial that nobody that watches. It works pretty well though. Does it? I can't remember. Yeah, because the next day he's like starting to rake oh, in yeah, the I guess money. So. Yeah. yeah. And that, that commercial is what makes him the hero of the city, and he gets the key to the city. Right. Which he thinks is chocolate. 
because it was wrapped in foil. Mm-hmm. It was never wrapped in foil. <laughs> <laughs> so the citizens of Springfield don't have to revert to things like public transportation or carpooling. Yeah. That's right. And He's a school, hero for that. The school can be open, so mm-hmm. everyone's yeah. really happy about that. Oh well, almost boy. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That scene rules. <laughs> Skinner rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, he basically gives Barney a pep talk. Yeah, know. this is interesting. Mm-hmm. That I find that part interesting because Barney essentially betrays him. Yes, uh, 100%. I feel like that is more of a Mo thing to do. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> this story feels way more suited to be a Mo story. Yeah. yeah. Like if Mo were the Plow King, I would be like, that makes more sense. I've always felt... Barney and Homer's relationship is kind of off and on, though. Like they they have weird rivalries every so often. Would you like the episode more if Mo was the Plow King? Absolutely not. Noted. That's all I needed to know. You just really hate Mo, huh? <laughs> uh, I find I uh, he yeah he's the worst. Okay. I hate him. What I, was it? When, oh yeah, when uh, Laura Powers gets the free beer, oh, and he's like, God. ah, it's gonna ruin me. It's like really, dude. Damn welcome wagon. One it's fucking gonna ruin me. Yeah. Anyway, it's a yeah, it's a it's one beer that you overcharge for anyway. Yeah, he's. It's the worst. God, I hate him. <laughs> Let's Homer just drink brine uh, oh straight, from, <laughs> straight from. Doesn't care. Just keep, ter- keeps terrifying. going about his business. That was yeah. terrifying. Loves his he customers. Just, he dr- he power drank that dr- brine. Downed it. it was, ugh, I almost puked. So Homer has a successful plow business. That's right. uh, apparently. Until Plow King comes around and uh, has a better uh, marketing campaign, better jingle, and uh, star power with uh, in the form of Linda Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. The Linda Ronstadt. Correct. Not the fake one <laughs> that we all know. Who we can all tell by her foul mouth and sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I call her Linda Wrongstat. Oh, I get it. Huh? Oh, wait, now I get uh. it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Barney does, does well. Yep. Takes all Homer's gets, business. And then he decides to plow the... Or Homer makes him plow the mountain. Right? Forbidding Widow's Peak. Right. And uh, gets caught in an avalanche, and Homer saves him. So everything's right in the world. <laughs> you see, two wrongs can make a right. Mm. Mm. That's that's a wrong and um, that's a wrong and a wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, then a right. He does a right. Yeah. So. As long as there's one right in there, mm. it makes a right. Yeah. <laughs> it's math. Is it? <laughs> I think it come out even. Yeah. Well, because Barney betrays Homer, in a sense, right? Taking over his business. But then we get that weird flashback. Oh, yeah, the beer, the, when he first tries beer. Yeah. But and uh, and, it's, and it, it, I think that that's... Here's the piece of criticism I have for this episode. I mm-hmm. think that that flashback is intended um, for us to think Homer deserves this. Yes, I, I agree with that. I, I, yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> like... That's what that flashback is for. It's it's to it's to so make like, the audience see Homer de- like, like ruin Barney's yeah, life. So like, it's okay that Barney's betraying him. But yeah. Homer didn't do it on purpose. Oh, when you said I agree with that, you mean that that was the intention, yes. not that Homer. Okay, I yeah. got you. But Bar- yeah, Homer never did that. Like he Homer never ruined Barney's life. If he did, he didn't do it on purpose. Exactly. Barney actively with malice aforethought went out and ruined Homer's business. Yeah. Whereas so, Homer was just like, come on, have a beer. Like, he's just wanted to have a good time in college. How would he know that his best friend has an addictive personality? Exactly. They both do. Yeah. Homer just deals with it better. <laughs> Mildly. Yeah. Well, it just it doesn't, it's not as apparent. Yeah. He's a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. I Barney think he is, is a boozer. Uh, yeah. 
part of the Plow King jingle. Yeah, and that and that's the part that has always been like has uh, has always been like, oh, writers, this was hasty. <laughs> yeah, I I would have almost preferred it if it was just Barney being a dick. Hmm. Instead of the flashback, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because I I feel like it's just it's just like it's so wrong. Well, I feel like it. It, it doesn't com- it doesn't accomplish what it's was supposed to. I feel like it's not even Barney being a dick. I feel like it's honestly I feel it's just, you know, Homer gives him this speech where he's like, you know, you got to just really fight for it or whatever. He's like, "Okay, that's what I'm going to do." And he does it. Um I'm sure he knows that it's going to like ruin Homer, but he's like, you know, he's inspired now to just like make things work for him. So he just goes out and like, "Yeah, I can be a better plowman, so I'm going to do it." And I don't think he's like, ha ha, Homer, I fucked you over. I think it's just like, I know I can do this better than you. He, well, there's a lot of malice, he though. He does shoot Homer's tires out and oh, yeah. literally That's laughs true. an evil laugh as he drives away. <laughs> So that's just going out and getting. That's just uh, the American American dream, you guys. That's, I don't uh, know if your argument holds up. <laughs> and uh, he, if he, you want something in this world, you gotta you gotta crush you gotta, those beneath you. Gotta you gotta shoot out someone's that's tires. All I'm he even had to be pulled away from the cutout of Homer. Yeah, as Mister Plow, because he was savagely beating it with a bat. Like there's there's a lot of exa- like those examples that's in just, there. That's just smart marketing, you guys. I I think I think my argument holds up. I think he just <laughs> knows how to market himself, and he knows. Okay, Homer's the curtain, the current paragon of plowing. So he's resorting so to, to racketeering image, tactics, racketeering and uh, besmirching Homer's image. Mm-hmm. Yes, these are all tactics that people use in everyday life, and it's why McDonald's is the biggest uh, corporation in the planet. God bless him. Did you hear that they're actually coming out with a movie about the founder of McDonald's? No. Yeah, That'd it's called The Founder. That'd be fascinating. Yeah. The McDonald's story is very fascinating. Is it? Yes. I've never heard it. It started as a hot dog uh, vendor. Really? Yeah. Didn't even have hamburgers originally. Re- uh, do they even sell hot, hot dogs anymore? Nope. Crazy. They changed, they changed their mind. Or I, I can't remember if it was like the... Because I think there was two of them that that were like partners. And one guy was like, let's do hamburgers instead. And he's like, all right. And Legend was born. Wow! Wow! No, I, that's that's not interesting. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you promised me intrigue. That's that's the beginning, Greg. <laughs> There's something, much more to it. Something like on a Shakespearean level. Well, keep reading. All right. I can't recount it all. I Why? Only, I only read it briefly. All right. If I tried to recount it, nah, I'd I'll just watch it. Yeah. In the movie form. And Probably played by except that Michael as Fassbender. Hmm. Michael Fassbender. Fass. The Foss. Foss. Um, we're talking about tactics. Shady yes. tactics. The shadiest tactic Homer used was uh, going up and apparently, you're uh, supposed to read a Bible verse in front of the congregation, <laughs> and he just uh, stumped really hard for his, uh, his business yeah. until he was escorted out. Escorted out. Not the first goons. time, not, sorry, not the last time that the uh, Simpsons will use the church congregation as their own sounding board. Mm. Uh, Lisa will use them. For her babysitting business, of course. But I feel like this is the first time we see church goons. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and perhaps definitely. the last. Uh, <laughs> Lovejoy snaps his fingers, and two large men <laughs> escort Homer out, dressed very nicely. I don't remember making an appointment with any large men. <laughs> Hired goons. Hired goons. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, so. Uh, we get a bit of a Deus Ex Machina to end the episode. Uh, I think it's almost a literal Deus Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I was being a little, uh, <laughs> a little, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a tiny de- Deus Ex Machina in the form of God saying, "Oh no!" Yeah, and then melting all the snow. 
That's uh, if Barty that's climate change. If Barty could afford a, a truck. Climate change is real. <laughs> Go on. And if seventy degree weather in the middle of winter <laughs> is the cost of car pollution, I think <laughs> I'll keep my old Pontiac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 15 years before it was relevant it's great oh it holds up yep <laughs> so well great app great app great app great app uh, i think we're moving on to the reference desk mm-hmm. because we went through our plot and there are quite a few cultural references in this one um Ooh, baby. i believe the first one go on you can take a guess if you'd like nope you go no go, go for, for it, it. please uh, who was the uh, Ross Perot's uh, running mate for VP, where he's like free shirt, and it's that tattered George Bush? No, <laughs> not not George Bush. Bill Clinton. I forgot. I forgot the gentleman's name. Barack Obama. When does that happen? Uh, where uh, he said for every like for his uh, competition for free T-shirt for every plow or something like that. Remember? Oh yeah, that was when I was making my my lunch. Greg was making a delicious meal at the time. <laughs> yeah. Stockdale. Stockdale for VP. Ah. Yeah, there we go. Everyone's favorite VP. Everyone's right. favorite Veep. Right. <laughs> um, there's, of course, the Bonnie and Clyde car. Mm-hmm. Uh, find a stack of money in. All shot up. Yeah. Bart finds some money. Um, there is uh, Homer driving the treacherous mountain roads, which is apparently a parody of the film Sorcerer. Directed by William Friedkin. What? <laughs> Never yeah. heard of it. 1970s. All right. He, uh, Take your word for it. He directed The French Connection. Was Did he? Yeah. Won an Oscar for it. Directed The Exorcist and was... And What's was an Oscar? Widely praised. And then he directed Sorcerer and everyone was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and was that the end of him? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Um, that, was, that was the end of him for a little while. Um, he went on to direct a film called To Live and Die in L.A. Hmm. Uh, pretty good movie. Great car chase. Great car chase in it. Um, it was the... Terminator 2 owes a lot to To Live and Die in L.A. Because it has that big car chase through the, the, the canals. Right. Yeah, and uh, To Live and Die in L.A. also has that. Oh. Yeah, I learned something today. There you go. There you go. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kent Brockman is dressed uh, and acts just like Walter Cronkite did after the Kennedy assassination. Oh, right. Yeah, where he's... Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, that's a... Good eye. Pretty, very good eye. Obscure a, reference. It's a very obscure reference. Good eye. Um, but I was like, that's something. And so I looked it up and... Uh, <laughs> yep, sure is. The uh, infamous uh, snowball scene. Mm-hmm. The Godfather reference. Which uh, I've mentioned before on this podcast, I think, as one of the many references that I didn't see the real thing of. Like, I saw the Simpsons version of it before I saw the real thing. Uh, as I just saw The Godfather within the past five years, I want to say. What and did you think of that scene when you first saw it? It was great. The the sunny the toll scene. scene? Yeah. yeah the, love it. Yeah. I saw it and I'm like, wow, that's kind of graphic just for snowballs and then I realized you know when I became an adult and his like kind of shake before he yeah, falls like over yeah weird death rattles and stuff is weird love it the scene in The Godfather you've seen that of course right? yeah, of course I'm, I'm, it's not a given mm. apparently um, I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen The Godfather I just told you I saw it in the last five years mm. oh so you have seen it yes <laughs> you saw it now hmm. um, but five years ago I would not have is what Greg is saying Go yeah on. Uh, 
So that scene is just harrowing. It's really great, and I think it's even better for the lack of music. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just fully just, sound. Just gunshots. Yeah, and screaming. Yeah, it's and squibs. So many squibs. Yeah. So many didn't go off. Yeah. Have you heard about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was rigged with like double the amount that were on him, and most of them didn't go off. Hmm. Wasn't that like in the uh, at the time as well? The the way they did squibs was like with strings, and they just pull the strings. Or am I thinking of something else? I can't remember. Okay. I also can't remember. Anyway. There's the uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, the faces melting. Ark of the Covenant. Yep. The yeah, snow, you the said snow. that was the first time you noticed that. First time I noticed that was now. Yep. The snowman melting. <laughs> um, the the uh, Carnival of the Stars is a parody of uh, Circus of the Stars, a CBS special that ran from '76 to 1994. It was not hosted by Troy McClure. What? This one was. So it's the better one, obviously. Um, and apparently Barney gradually degenerating from sober to drunk is a homage to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. 1941. That, uh, that classic like the, the film. Way cut and the way it just kind of, yeah. Wouldn't uh, mind seeing that. <clears throat> also, the Mr. Plow jingle mm-hmm. is based on the Roto-Rooter jingle, which goes, call Roto-Rooter, that's the name, and away go troubles down the drain. So very similar. <laughs> These guys do extensive research. <laughs> yeah. Encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. That's it. Mm-hmm. And once we get to season eleven, it'll just be sadness. We'll have less research because we don't care. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the jokes become a lot more obvious. Hmm. Mm. Well, they become a lot more obvious in season ten. You guys talk about why you hate everything and. Yeah, it'll yeah. get really depressing yeah. around yeah. season 10. We'll do it. And um, we'll see if we get past season 10. Yeah. Okay. Like, I say right now that, like, yeah, let's do all of them, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see where we get if we, like, because we'll get to season 10 based, like, based on where we're at right now. Sure. I see no problem with that because this is great, <laughs> and we are having, like, Lisa's first word is next. Oh, oh yeah. I remember and you guys seen that on the DVD thing, yeah. and yeah, you yeah. guys got to do something special for that. Um, I don't Real know. Um, this is actually because we like doing behind the scenes on the actual podcast. Um, it is my favorite episode. Of all time. Yeah, of all time. So maybe we just do that one. It's up to you, man. I think we should. Do you have extensive things to say about it? No, let's do two. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I appreciate the sentiment. But we should have like a like a like a real good guest. Like your mom. She no, she <laughs> wouldn't come on this. She wouldn't come on this show. Right. She hates what I do. <laughs> we talked about this. It's like okay, let's get Yardley Smith. Welcome to welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Think we get Yardley Smith? Um, that would be sweet. Let's try. She's not doing anything. I like how you guys are like, yeah, for that we're gonna need a good guest, and I'm right here. <laughs> Get a guess we care about for that one. Well, you're fine. Let's get let's get a guess that's actually interesting, not this dead weight over here. <laughs> let's get one that's adequate. <laughs> guys are jerks. No, nah, you're just a returning guest. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to get a good guest. <laughs> oh, nuts. I mean, not nuts. Oh, nuts. <laughs> that's what Greg just did, essentially. Um, favorite joke in this episode? 
Mr. Plow. Mr. Plow. Um, we already talked about my two favorites. Which one? You're dead weight, Marty. Oh. <laughs> and that's not a dummy. <laughs> both, both great jokes. The first yeah. time I saw um, this episode ever, it was the dummy thing. I thought that was like wildly hilarious. Yep. Like fall on the floor laughing. Uh, now it's just the, it was a pornography store. I was buying mm. pornography. Yep. That's a good one. <laughs> I, I send people uh, the snapshot of just Homer's face sometimes when I'm texting them, <laughs> and I laugh every time. I don't know if they <laughs> laugh, but I certainly do. I think it's hilarious. Just him smiling, yeah. smiling like the, the idiot he is. <laughs> that's great. I really do, no, all the time. Yeah, no, that's, that's, great. that's fantastic. I've never received that. Not yet. I mean, if you w- were wondering if someone would laugh at that, I would. Are you going to send it to send me now? Right now? I'm sending it to him <laughs> right right now. Thank you. I feel so special. Um, there's so many really great ones in this episode. I'm going to just have to go with the, um, it goes 300 hectares on a single tank of kerosene. Put it in H. <laughs> Put it in H. <laughs> it's just, it's just oh. nonsense. It's just someone spouting nonsense. And I love it when The Simpsons does that in the golden years. It's so funny. Crazy Vlad, was that one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are good. Um, so I want to do a little segment that uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I forget about, but I like. Uh, it's uh, the filmography of Troy McClure. Thank you. I wrote those two down, and I was hoping someone would bring it up. Yes. Uh, so the two we get treated to this time around is uh, The Erotic Adventures of Hercules, mm-hmm. which we see in a later episode. Do we? Um, yes. Homie, the beans will burn. Mm-hmm. Home, homie, please cares, cares not, not for beans. beans. Oh yeah, that's where the kids go to. Uh, where do they go? They're gone. I don't remember why. Because that's why he's doing it. Because the kids are away. Mm-hmm. Duff Gardens. Duff Gardens. That's there we one. go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and the other movie we get from Troy McClure's filmography is uh, Dial M for Murderousness. <laughs> so uh, I like to stipulate what do you what do you think that uh, movie is about? Um. Dial M for murderousness. I I think it's a comedy. Agreed. Yeah. I I, I think it's a parody comedy yeah, like yeah. Airplane. Yeah. Uh, except based around the uh, like um, uh, mystery murder genre. Yeah. The 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 Hitchcock. films. Yeah. The films of Hitchcock and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, I think it was a very poorly received <laughs> parody movie. <laughs> very much like the like Fifty Shades of Black. Sure. Right. Um. <laughs> Or epic movie. Or epic movie or, or super oh, I, oh, suck. superhero okay. movie. Yeah. Or Meet the Spartans. Something or like turbo, that. It was, turbo spat it fast. Was, it was, What's that one? It was it was Fast and Furious one. Uh, turbo speed or something. Yeah, something like that. Um it was something that was that was made to capitalize on the success of Airplane. Yes. Because it was obviously made in the in the late seventies, yeah. right? Um Yeah, that's what I think it was. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And it was, and like I can see like a rot, a Rotten Tomatoes review for it right now. It's just like, uh, when will we be finally rid of these parody films that are trying to capitalize on the success of Airplane? Not even uh, Troy McClure can save this dud. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Um, great. One star. So that's uh, Troy McClure's filmography. What's Join up? Join us next time when we get two more movies from him, theoretically. Theoretically. Yes. Or, you know, infomercials. Yep. Or television shows. Yeah. <laughs> He's done a lot. Yeah. He's a working actor. <laughs> well, not, not so much. Really. Not really. 
Um, I also have a very quick uh, correction. Oh, okay. Uh, that we got in just today, actually, on Twitter. Um, it's from Mike, and uh, <laughs> perhaps you remember from last time we talked about The Little Mermaid and uh, <laughs> the yes. infamous character uh, Gizriel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just wanted to be sure that uh, Gizriel's name <laughs> in the movie is Vanessa. Uh, he says, but you were close, and now I like yours better. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thanks, Mike. <laughs> I also like Gizriel better. And that is how she will be referred to from now on. Eve, I don't know if you've listened to the recent episode yet. With uh, Professor James Wade. Correct, mm-hmm. yes. And we talk about Little Mermaid and Gizriel. All right. <laughs> that was fun. That was, I, uh, like that was how our correction. I like how our corrections and omissions are usually things that aren't Simpsons related. <laughs> <laughs> yes, often. Because we know Simpsons, we don't know anything else. That's right. <laughs> oh, I've wasted my life. Oh. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, so final thoughts, Ife? This is um, a great episode, and it's always good to be reminded of it again. Um, a lot of laughs per minute. Agreed. I, yeah. Didn't stop uh, laughing or smiling. It was that's, wonderful. That's a really important part about yeah. these Golden Age episodes is how many laughs per minute they can generate. It's so dense. It, yeah, it's so dense. There's so much going on <laughs> in every frame. <laughs> yeah, Alan is not liking any of this. He doesn't want it going in this every, direction. Every goddamn time. <laughs> Can't we get through one podcast without referencing? Sometimes it's just, it's just if we media. want to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Okay. No. Okay. Um, so I think this episode might be like number one or two. It's, I think it's in the top three of this season at the very least. Um, it might be in top ten. In some cases, not mine. <laughs> sure. Not mine, but... No. Um, someone's top ten, probably. This is definitely an episode, though, that when I... Like, I know I know the plot so well, and I know... So, like, you know, obviously, someone says, oh, Mr. Plow, I'm like, I know exactly what that episode is. But I forget a lot of the little stuff within the episode. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's a majority of Simpsons episodes, That's the best part about these episodes. Yeah. But then there's other ones where I'm like... Where someone will be like, oh, you know, uh, I don't know, much a poo about nothing, and I have to kind of refresh myself on what that episode's about. Oh, right, it's the immigrant one. And then I remember the plot. But, like, Mr. Plow, the plot is right there in the title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so certain ones, just the title, I know right away which ones Because they they're not going to call it the immigrant one. No. <laughs> it didn't work well with the... Uh, yeah, it know, didn't screen well. Yeah. Workshopping that one. <laughs> that was probably the first draft title. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they try... Because they'll do, they'll do really obvious titles sometimes. Like, Mr. Plow is just the name of his plow mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And they'll do ones where they try to make, like, a... Uh, fun little yeah like yeah. a uh, what's it called pun remember. pun thank you <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't remember that it's three letters <laughs> it's it's an easy word to remember <laughs> um, but yeah they try to make a pun of some kind with uh, with characters names or with uh, you know uh, famous works mm-hmm. um, much ado about nothing yeah. example Skinner's badass so. yep, that's yeah yeah um, but uh, and you'll notice uh, post golden years they go in that direction more they, slash they, exclusively yeah and it is the worst yeah the titles are my least favorite part of the uh, the long plateau really I think so because I know I see the titles more often than I see the episodes oh yeah okay oh. fair enough yeah. <laughs> it's like Ouch. oh this, this it's it's like oh you're trying to be clever but it's stupid yeah. Nothing worse than someone who also is... Also because sometimes they'll, they'll use a title, like uh, one specifically, um, Eternal Moonshine of the Sp- Simpson Mind. 
mm-hmm. and that's like one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, you better like be referencing that movie then. And they're not. They just thought the title was funny. Mm-hmm. So fuck you. All right. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. That happened. You heard yeah. me. <laughs> Algene. Um, so, so moving on. What? Uh, yeah, I think that. Uh, <laughs> what? What I do? I what? think that about wraps it up. <laughs> we do this all the time, don't we? <laughs> I Am mean, I like you should, you know, like I mean, he's a person. That's you should. <laughs> that'll hold a little less. Take OBs. it. Take it. I feel like that's what just happened to me. <laughs> take it easy on Al Jean. There's an infographic behind me saying Alan in trouble. <laughs> he do- he does his best. <laughs> Shut up, Greg. You hate him more than I do. <laughs> Yeah, mm. <laughs> I do. It's good. All right. Well, that about wraps things up here on Two Bad Neighbors. That's mm-hmm. right. Thank you to Dr. Ife Abiola for Th- joining us. Thanks for every time you guys uh, have me on. It's a lot of fun. You good. guys are uh, good people. You guys know you're Simpsons. Come back next season. I will. Yeah. I will. It's In closer meantime, than we'll you get think. good guests. Um, th- <laughs> <laughs> it's a running joke now. Just Yeah, it's it. a gag. Just for me or for everybody? <laughs> no, just for you. Okay. It happened with you here, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> special. You're unlucky. Just don't reference it on other episodes. <laughs> That's all I ask. Like this one's fine, but like if you oh, guys, you don't know what you just did. If, <laughs> all right, we weren't gonna, but you gave us the idea. I did this to myself. Now I'll remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything I, I say no. on these episodes. Like I, I honestly don't. I, yeah, I Do you remember anything you say on these yes, episodes? Because I listen to them. Oh, me too. Oh, I don't. I know you don't. That's why you fail. I I hear they're good though. <laughs> The best. Oh. Excellent. The, it's, the, it's the best podcast about The Simpsons season one through ten. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Recorded in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> Hosted by Alan and I. <laughs> uh, one might say the only. <laughs> one might, and one does. So, unless, do you have another, do you have another, do you have another Simpsons podcast? That I'm not on? That about wraps things up here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. Um, but yeah, if you have any uh, questions or concerns uh, or, or omissions or corrections or just well wishes, please email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. And we'll, we can see you every month at uh, Simpsons Trivia. Woohoo, YYC. Why, why I'm always there two, two hours or late. Yeah, or not at all. <laughs> or not at all. Uh, Alan will always be there. I'll always be there. Yeah. Uh, well, unless I have other arrangements, yeah. which has happened sometimes, but yeah. rarely. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks again to Dr. Ife Abiola for joining us. Do you You're have anything welcome. you want to plug before we go? No. Are you starting a medical practice or anything? Uh, probably should get on that, you know. Yeah. Parents are starting to hate me, so. That's a, yeah. Dr. I e- thought this this wasn't therapy circle. We talked Dr. about Dr. Ife's this. bargain basement Boutique? Doctorb. <laughs> Doctorb. The B is for bargain. Doctorb. You should, you should, that's how you should do it. It wouldn't last for... Like, <laughs> gynecologist would be spelled wrong or something. It would be just the, a big to-do. The B is for bargain. It should be, that would be it so should be gynecologist, but like G-U-Y. G-U-Y. Gynecologist. Because <laughs> like I'm, you your buddy. Up, yeah. I'm your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your buddy. So look out for Ife's gynecologist <laughs> practice. <laughs> <laughs> Bargain basement gynecology. That's what I call my apartment in college. Oh, Oh, nice. Oh, boy. All right. On that note. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> Join I have us something. next time. I have something. Okay. Um, I'm do, I'm in my play. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's that opens on March eighth. So this podcast will be going up the Friday before that. So, mm. so you come can check Greg out. Yeah. In the play Betrayal. Yeah. By Spotlight Theater Search Tower. Search Tower Company. <laughs> a tremendous actor. Search Tower Company. Oh, thank you. Spotlight. Yeah. The movie? You, you can you can email the company searchtowercompany at gmail.com for tickets. Perfect. It plays March eighth to the twelfth. Harold Pinter. Yeah. Heard him? At uh, Arts Commons in the Motel Theater. See miss heard about this? <laughs> Harold Pinter? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to plug it. That's fine. I really haven't That's at all <laughs> up until now. So I'm done. Well, for the that Venn diagram of Simpsons fans and Pinter fans, the, you'll have a captive audience. I think there's at least three. At least three people. I know James Avermenko, who we've had on this podcast, mm. is a fan of Pinter. There you go. So and hopefully listens to our podcast. And the Simpsons. Yeah, he's been on the podcast. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but you some might be like me. On, yeah, some people have been on and don't listen. That's some true. Some people are on every episode and don't listen. Yeah, Pinterestic. <laughs> That's a great way to go out. That's why. That's who Pinterest is actually a Pinter site. So anyway, thanks for <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, see you in the uh, Lisa's first word world. Greg will cry. Keep watching the ski and uh, Homer Shrivel bypass. Goodbye. <laughs>